Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Starting to record now, and Facebook Live go live now. Oh, nearly, nearly, nearly. Facebook Live, hello! Hello, Facebook Live. What's happening, world? Yeah, it's very, very street of you. What's happening, world? Word. Would have been street. Right, come on. World. Come on, Tim. Right, fire us up. Gentlemen! Let's do this then. One more week of the domestic season to go. We've had an amazing weekend. We better get our hands in a pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. <laughs> <laughs> I love Egg Chasers. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're just three mates that love the game and some of us have more technical ability than others. Yeah, I'm uh, technically useless. <laughs> uh, how, how you doing, JB? You all right? I'm very well, thank you, thank you Tim. How are you? Uh, outstanding, Philip. Uh, all good. Philip, thank you, Tim. Philip, who's, uh, I mean, you're normally, you you train and eat like, like a pro, uh, and yet you brought us some <laughs> filthy cookies. Thank you for that. Just because he doesn't care about anyone, el- anyone else's well-being other than his own, he's a feeder. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy feeding other people. Uh, we had a nice barbecue, me and JB, last night. Yeah, we did, actually, to be fair. Very good. Beautiful. So, we've got so much to talk about on this podcast. As you can imagine, talking about the semi-finals in the Pro 12 and the Avicii Premiership, uh, talking about the breaking Lions news and more build-up towards it. We'll have a, and On that front, we'll have another segment of, uh, hey, what's happening, bro? We had some production with actual real-life production. Oh, we've actually, <laughs> if you've got that one. Well, right, so last week we said there was a, a we, we had to solve the music issue with that one. Well, that one has been Did solved. It. Done. Uh, and I believe, JB, you've prepared some kind of quiz uh, yeah, yeah, you're going to hate it, but let's go with it anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, way to sell it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you're probably listening on iTunes or Acast, uh, or it might be on some other podcast app, wherever you get it. Thank you for listening. Leave your reviews on iTunes, five-star review, uh, and we thank you in advance for that. It really does help. So, like, I'll tell you what, before we get into any game in any great substance, Phil, what was your kind of one takeaway or the one the one big thing that's, that's now forefront Ooh. in your mind after the weekend Ooh. Um, I'm going to go for the <laughs> how wrong we were about Scarlet's and and probably on, from, from that the takeaway from that is the Pro 12 is probably more competitive than we uh, gave it credit for hang on this is the sound of me making a prediction
That's a Pendolino tra- train hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, how did we describe the ge- the uh, Leinster Scarlets game last week? Uh, I think I said, I'm not sure which one had more chance because now Scarlets have actually won. It feels like they had more chance to start with. But I think I think we said Scarlets had slightly more chance than um, so, than Ospreys. So but- Scarlets were being hit by an articulated lorry, and Ospreys were being hit by a Pendolino train. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Either way, they were both going down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, a grovelling apology to Scarlet's fans and yeah, the Scarlet side. Yeah, I mean, and what a performance it was as well. By the way, what a set of fans as well. I mean, who would spend their money going to watch the Scarlet's in what we assumed would be an absolute beatdown? And yet they did, and they won. It was awesome. It, yeah, it was, it was a very impressive performance away from home, made even more impressive with the red card. Yeah, yeah. well, that's uh, Phil's law, isn't it? That teams with 14 men tend to win. Well, it, there, there are so many examples <laughs> that you cannot use being down to 14 men as an excuse, it feels like. My takeaway of the weekend, that, well, there was one moment, I'm bringing back a bit of music for the podcast. Oh, no. Hold on. I'm get- <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Sorry. It's just on the playlist, is it? It's not. What? Why is this not the right music? Oh, come on. Come on, Tim. Production, there we go. Production value is already incredibly high on this podcast. Yep. Right. Can we all agree Henry Slade is, should be the nailed on starter no! for the Lions 10? No, no, no. <laughs> Henry Slade's no. kick was the moment. Oh my goodness me, that kick. No. That kick gets me aroused. <laughs> to be fair. I've, I've heard Pornhub are having a whole section, a new subsection on their website Always dedicated to home. Henry Slade's kick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> HLK HLK <laughs> Whoa. What, what kind of section of adult entertainment are you into? HLK HSK Oh yeah, yeah. what was HLK? I don't know But HSK. that, uh, just like the the balls of the guy yeah. to try it oh. that, yeah. With that much pressure on It was Do you know what? No, incredible he, uh, Henry Slade, amazing kick But I'm going to say right now He is just the tip of the iceberg Oh, I know that so I know that But I'm just that. picking as my sort of takeaway of the weekend The one that moment kick. that I keeps coming back to me Is that moment, that kick Can It I, was just amazing kick, And then the execution as yeah. well Yeah. So, so executing that, under that kind of pressure for, from Exeter we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into the game a little bit more Is there is there one other moment of the weekend Or one other thing, JB? Well, there is one other thing. It's not game-related, but we're going to be talking about it a lot later. Billy V. And what happens next? Oh, my word. So, this we only as we're recording the podcast, I'm glad I was slight, uh, I made us slightly late to record the podcast today because we would have missed this news on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. It's just broken as we're recording. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's huge. But let's not get, get into that too much now because we've got a whole section of that later. All right. Um, should we talk about the Exeter game? Because I'm really excited to get into this. All right, we'll go. We'll go with Vici first, then, shall we? Yeah, let's, yep. do, let's do that. Um, yeah. So first thing is first. Terrible week to be a Lions ten. Um, they basically all lost. Well, great, all... great. If you're Lo- Warren Gatland. Well, can I ask this question? What do you think is the better outcome? That all the Lions tens are not playing next week, or? They were all that they were all playing next week and coming off big wins. Well, they can't all, but two of them would be coming off a big win. I don't think you need to get up for the Lions tour, do you? I don't think it's about getting up for it. I think it's about the, the inner confidence. Thing. I think if if Warren Gatlin could pick, then he'd pick what's happened. Well, if Warren yeah. Gatlin could pick, 
Again, I think he'd pick Steenson, Sippers and Pratchell. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> Slade! Get on the Slade train! Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you some. I'm going to give you some credit, Tim. Before I give myself loads of credit, um, Don Armand. If England wants to improve overnight, bolt him on at seven. He is some player. I know. Abrasive, physical. Oh, he's he, the boy can run. He can carry. I, yeah. He's I, a and and player. when the England squad got announced, and Eddie Jones said, "This is the strongest squad I can pick." We called it out as abs as BS because guys like Don Armand aren't in the 100%, squad. Hundred yeah. percent, mate. Hundred percent. Like, there's always the analogy, isn't there, of uh, when, for instance, when Billy Vunapola plays, it's like watching the kid in the playground who's just better than all the other kids. But even Billy actually met his match. Yeah. Every tackle, he's... I mean, he sticks to his tackles, he hands people people off. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. He's awesome. But he is one part of that incredible Exeter pack. And what, what struck me probably most about that Exeter pack is just how bloody big they are. Yeah, they are quite big, aren't they? They they are massive. And then they bring players like Mitch, Mitch Lees. Lees and Thomas Francis off the off the bench. Yeah. They're also massive. massive. <laughs> Absolutely. No, they are only massive. massive. Yeah. They just are massive. I mean, from a game perspective, I'll tell you who had a, a tremendous, tremendous impact was Jeff Pauling. He ran he that line out so he? well. He, yeah. was, he was awesome in the loose as well. He was everywhere. Yeah. I, I think they're going to really miss. I mean, I didn't know how they were going to replace Dean Mum, and he did with Jeff Pauling. I don't know how they're going to replace Jeff Pauling. Yeah. Well, this weekend was littered with examples of players who were playing their last game for clubs, playing like it, like it meant everything to them. Uh, Freddie Burns, just yeah, he again, was Jeff Parling, just there were lots of unlikely, well, not unlikely, but heroes who earlier in the season or you wouldn't have picked out as as being as influential as they are now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to say something controversial. Um, there's a huge flaw with Saracens, and I can't believe I haven't spotted it sooner. I should have met. I should have spotted this last week. Um, Mako is a weak link for Saracens. Simple as that. It, in what regard? Yeah, I th- yeah. Because because he, he's he's too good, and he has to play eighty minutes. You've nailed it. You you simply can't replace him. So in big games, what you're finding is. He's so important. His ball carrying is all around game. You can't take him off the field. Yeah. But then when you and so when you do take him off the field, the step down is so so massive. He simply can't be replaced. Whereas Exeter could replace a whole front row on mass. Yeah. And it's a real problem because you just simply don't get many macos. And if you do, you can't afford <laughs> both of them. Well, there is what they they probably have the the best loose head prop in the world. Well, uh, but- actually, actually, what I would say to that is it's not necessarily that you need to replace like with like in terms of props, but you need to re- you need to have his ball carrying work rate coming off the bench somewhere, and yeah. probably Saracens didn't have that element coming off the bench. No, because they, they were um, they were a little bit short because you had Kelly Brown yeah. um, called up to cover lock, you had Scalp Berger. Mm. Um, who came on early because of the the roads, which then gets rid of your impact. Yeah, so yeah. you did. You felt like you lost. And normally you'd have um, Duncan Taylor coming off the bench, who can put a bit of pace and a bit of impact into the midfield. But he was obviously starting because Brad Barrett was mm. out. So you could kind of see just the the toll um, that last week's game and the whole season. Because Saracens have had more players playing for England, more players playing internationally than anyone else in the in the Avicii. 
And that really showed. Yeah, I think finally it kind of caught up with them. The whole... Um, uh, sorry, I think we've come off Facebook Live. Oh, have we? I'm, not, I'm just trying to work out if we have or not. Facebook Live, if you can see us and sound it sounds fa- sounds fine, just <laughs> let us know. And uh, leave your comments and questions and stuff and we'll get to those as well. Yeah. My favourite bit was, at, towards the end, Rob Baxter did that bit. Well, like most directors of rugby do they 78 minutes on the clock and they'll start coming down the stairs uh, <laughs> ready to be at the dugout for the yeah. final whistle one way or the other and he was obviously preparing himself for like the you know we just got to keep improving and yeah. I'm proud of the guys and it's been a great season we just came off we just lost composure here that well, he was he was he was obviously going through all that in his head and he had one of those and his face was so I, I was, I, it's weird for t- talking about a, a guy in his 40 late 40s or early Late forties, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, who's six foot six to go look really sweet, but it was really <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the first time I've seen him really emotional. Yeah, uh, when when they scored, he's jumping up and hugging, and that's just not really what he does. No. So yeah, it was great to see. I tell you what was amazing to see as well was how much the Exeter fans got behind their team, but how much respect that they showed Saracens straight after. I'm not really one for all this gushing about oh, the, the values of the game, but it was really really good. Um, straight after the game, Saracens did like a, a quick lap, and uh, they were treated incredibly well. I've, yeah, I've got to say that that's something that I, th- I think rugby has to its credit, and was shown at the Rico Arena as well. There was one moment it actually just goosebumps, and kind of actually, I think it was sort of quite felt quite emotional actually when Tom Youngs came off. I don't think it came across as much on television, but the ovation he got, yeah, it mm. was. It was amazing, and he put amazing. A, a shift in oh as well. Oh my didn't god, he? did he? He was, he was brilliant. Yeah. Um, do you know what happened today in the Chelsea game? <laughs> no. Uh, Have you heard this, Phil? It's absolutely ridiculous. It's something that happened in the twenty-sixth minute. Is it twenty-sixth or twenty-seventh minute? Twenty-sixth minute. Yeah, they kicked the ball out on the twenty-sixth minute. Twenty-sixth minute, Tim. Have you ever heard anything more ridiculous? Why? Is it for a betting thing? Nope. John Terry, yes, kicked the ball out. Correct. So they kicked so, the ball out. So he could be taken off and receive. They uh, gave him a guard of honor and a, a standing ovation from the whole stadium because it was his final final game, final appearance. Unbelievable, isn't it? So he's only he's only playing twenty six minutes of a game. He just played twenty six minutes. Because apparently uh, Conte wanted to have uh, his strongest side side out. Um, so they could break the record. Yeah. There was a record they were breaking of number of points in a season or something. I don't something, know what it was. Well. It's just, uh, anyway, just, uh, can you imagine that happening in in rugby? It's just so awful, isn't it? It's so, uh, yeah. I, I can't quite put my finger on what I hate so much about it. It was because he wanted to have his strongest def- his strongest side out as warm-up for the FA Cup final. Uh, next, anyway. Next week. I don't know why I bought, bought that. I've, I've made myself angry and I've lowered the tone <laughs> of this entire podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so more Jack, more on Exeter. Uh, Jack Noll uh, dumping Marutoji was a was a, a, an amazing moment. Yeah, a, a, a ruck. We we may have found someone almost as good as Miles Benjamin at rucking <laughs> in yeah. Jack Noll. Well, I tell you what, um, the rucking of Exeter Chiefs was outstanding, and I think you know that that might have actually been the difference between the two teams. Um, they're built very similar, aren't they, in terms of like how they talk about culture and how you know they all get on well as a team and they're a good strong team units yeah the the unity and 
both those teams is superb, isn't I it? I think the biggest difference is, um, in, certainly in terms of playing, uh, is how much Exeter like to like to attack. And they've basically got those two 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 types of attack, haven't they? They've got the, the close-in, very very tight attack, which I love, but they can also. Uh, they can also fling it wide. I just don't think Saracens quite have that. I love the fact that the, the, in the final, the two best attacking sides are in the final. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be quite the matchup. I'm not that confident for Wasps. I know that you boys are. Yeah, well, right. You got accused at the Rico Arena. I was chatting to several people. I like Wasps. And you got you got accused by someone uh, within the Wasps setup who who I know. I'm not, not going to name them. Yeah, we'll name them. They're name with, them. No, out them. No, no, no. They were they're within the wasp setup. So they're, they're, yeah. Well, is, is this like the person in the Procter and Gamble setup? We're going to have to hunt them down. <laughs> and uh, they they were listening to the podcast on the way to the game. Yeah. And said, "Oh, did JB get his ticket? Because I organised you a ticket." Yeah, which, which you didn't take advantage of, but that's no. fine. And you didn't let anyone know that you weren't taking advantage of it. So, uh, but, uh, no, that <laughs> no, doesn't matter. And they said, uh, "Scolded live on that." Said, "Lucky he's in because uh, he's a wasps hater." I, I, no, I do like wasps. I, I won't. I like wasps. I say it because I care. Um, I just I worry they've got too too much talent and they rely on that talent too much. <laughs> and I tell you what, when you expected wasps to do well this this time round in in the semi when it all opened up I don't think that they did in fact I think that they might have even panicked a bit is my opinion panicked a bit what um, late when, yeah late on late on it, they got it done there was there was a time it felt like it felt like they had everything kind of going in their favour because just before the try there was so uh, what's knocked on Leicester scrum Scrum collapses before the ball even goes in. Penalty given to Wasps. Yeah. Which is very rare. Yeah. Very, very rare. They kick to the corner. They lose the line out. Yeah. But then they manage to turn it over immediately after the line out. Exactly. And so it was, things were going wrong. Things were going right. And then eventually, right. phase after phase, they got in for the try. A few co- a few uh, comments from Facebook Live. Thank you for it. You can tweet us at Rugby Podcast, by the way, as well. Um so Adam Parmenter says, feet, all caps. Sorry. Just a reference to JB's feet. Yeah, it's, it's my dungeon. I'll do what I want. Uh, Joe Riley says, Phil is looking like an extra from Greece. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Fair, fair enough, yeah. Um, and the Adrian Johnson, the extra bandwidth required to broadcast JB's shirt is, persi- is causing persistent buffering. Yeah, I think we do have a little bit of a problem with bandwidth today which is weird because I, I pay a fortune for and the then here. boys let, let's just go let's treat it like a bit of a democracy here and there's more people talking about Billy V than anything else so before we move on uh, yeah. and his injury was caused in this game we're talking about yeah let, uh, let's jump to Billy V missing the Lions I've got a huge huge bit of news regarding that but I'll tell you after you talk about Cornerstone Tim you tease <laughs> Cornerstone is a mail-order razor company, and if you've used Gillette, Wilkinson Sword, or any other brand, then we believe you are not using the best that you could. And we we believe that there was a BBC lifestyle program, which in the test they conducted, they put Cornerstone as the best of the of the, of razors, the brands that of the participated. Brands participated. <sighs> and uh, yeah, uh, the, the point is, because you listen to us, you get a really good deal and you can try it out pretty much 
well, certainly no risk, no obligation, and for only four quid, you could get yourself six razors delivered in a in a cornerstone presentation box which will come through your door with a free engraved aluminium shaft engraved with your initials on it, four quid, because you get a £10 discount because you listen to us. All you need to do is go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers, cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers, or... Egg 10 at checkout. Billy V. Yeah, devastating, eh? I am, I am absolutely devastated. Where would he rank if you were if you were saying the players, the last players you would want to lose? Ooh. Who who would be above him? I don't I don't know if anyone would be above him for me. No, I <laughs> possibly I, Furlong would be up there. Really? No. Well, yeah, because I think that's because I, be, the only reason I disagree he, with he, you yeah. is because props get replaced relatively like early on in the, in the game. So, yeah, not massively. I'm not bothered. saying he'd be above, but Furlong would be up there. Farrell would be up there. Farrell, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I actually but think fa- Billy V. Yeah, I think Billy V would be ahead because he's, he's that much better than the next best. Um, No, I don't agree with that. I think he's very good. I don't think he's that much better than Salupe Falatau. I think he's very, very good. I think he's better than Salupe Falatau at the moment. I think he's on better form, but actually Falatau is such a classy operator. It isn't the disaster that... It, it could be. Well, I I think they are slightly different type of players. Yeah. Um, Billy V is so good in heavy traffic. Amazing. He's, he's better than anyone else in heavy heavy traffic and beating players. Falatau is exceptional. Hell of an all-round athlete. Uh, can be inc- an incredible runner when he gets some space but needs a bit more space than, than Billy does. Um, I, I think you're probably right. I think he's the biggest possible blow. Uh, may, maybe Stuart Hogg. I'd say yeah, that's a good shout up there because you'd either put half penny there or move Liam Williams and, and both yeah. both feel Tim not so anti half penny. <laughs> I, I I I do feel aggrieved that that he that he's gone. It, Gatlin said it was going to be on form and um, anyway, well, talking of uh, in, in that sense, the replacement James Haskell. Where where, where do we sit on that? I, that's. <laughs> uh, a little bit, a su- little bit surprised. It was a surprise. Which so, this tells me that CJ Sander was previously being considered as a six, and is now definitely being considered as an eight. This doesn't tell me anything. Um, here's my take on what on what's happening, bro. Um, what's happening, bro? My take on this is Warren Gatlin knows who his number two is, and the replacement he's going to call up isn't going to be his number two. They're not even going to be competing for that spot um, of a test place. And I don't wish to sound really um, uh, re- uh, cruel or under or underhand, but do you remember Matt, Matt Stevens went in the last te- in last tour? Yeah. And it's kind of like the, the midweek guy who's going to you know bond bond the team a bit more. Yeah. And it kind of feels that's what that is what he's done. So I think Haskell would be brilliant for that role. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant for that role. He can lead. He's he's a good captain. Yeah, he's a leader. He, he's a good player. He's having, a very good yeah. player. I don't think he'll be anywhere near the, the test side. Having but that, but he know, can do a job. He is the kind of guy who you'd put on in, in midweek and would make God knows how how many tackles and could potentially force his way in, just like he did for England. Everyone, everyone said he wasn't good enough for England, and he turns out to be the best player on uh, on, on on the tour down under. So it it can, it can happen. Yeah, it can happen. I think if we were going to talk on merit, not on 
hashtag bants and, uh, <laughs> no, and, and no, team, bond, no, and team no, bonding, no. then I feel even more aggrieved for Chris Robshaw. Yeah. I feel abs. I'm. It pain. I'm feel. I feel what, pain for I mean, Robshaw. What, it's like like Launchbury. People feel there, there should be justice for justice for Joe, justice for Chris as well. What? Yeah, but what would be? He's the, been a hero. What would be the role Chris Robshaw would be there for though? To play rugby first mm. and foremost. Yeah. See, I actually think it, yeah. try and beat the All Blacks. Yeah. See, or try and just have, let's have a good crack. Yeah. I don't think jump off ferries. I don't think Chris Robshaw, as the third choice six or fourth choice seven or whatever he comes in as, I don't think he's going to. Well, no. That, that, I agree with Phil that now it means CJ Stander is an eight. But uh, yeah, but I don't think just who just hit uh, hear this bit out. I don't think that position in the squad. Chris Robshaw will make as much of a difference as James Haskell. James Haskell will improve the whole the whole squad, whereas Chris Robshaw might improve the competition for six, and that is the difference. So I, I can un- understand that argument, particularly if you're talking about the Matt Stevens rule. Yeah, Matt Stevens, court jester. I think James Haskell would be massively aggrieved. Yeah, I, I think he would be. You're basically going to because yeah. uh, you're a good laugh. That, that is unfair as well, because like you say, he's good. He's a good leader. A, a year ago. His performance down under was incredible. It was. He was he was magnificent. A year ago it was. A year or so ago, Lee Halfpenny was good. Really good. <laughs> yeah, but you don't watch Toulon, Tim. When's the last time that you watched t- Toulon? He- what, in, what, when I went to Toulon? Yeah. Or when I've watched Toulon over here? Yeah, but I, don't, yeah, okay. I, I think you've been a bit harsh on, on Lee Halfpenny. Okay. That would be my, that would be my criticism. Oh, right. uh, I don't... I'm, I'm still not particularly enamoured that Halfpenny's going, but I, I, anyway. I am surprised he hasn't selected another eight because... I would have thought Stander would have been in with a shout of a test jersey. And if that's the case, yeah. and we've talked in previous podcasts about how difficult this this tour is going to be, who plays eight in a midweek game if Stander's in the match day, yeah. match day squad for a test? Unless that's what Haskell's going to do. No, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't like, possibly be. Yeah. Who, is, who else is there? You're quite right. Because, I mean, my first choice my first choice would have been Billy at eight with... I would have actually gone for Falatau at six. But now... Now you're, that, uh, you're right, Jay. No, <laughs> I've got a buzz, and it's, it's, it's annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> got a buzz from coffee? No, from drugs. From, 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 from your microphone. If it, if I turn you off, well, I you, can't get rid of it. You need to invest in a new mic. Now you've just drawn everyone's attention to God, it. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah, it's going yeah. to uh, annoy people for the whole of the rest of the pod. Yeah, it's annoying me a lot now. So, so yeah, I'm I'm surprised because now you've got. I'd probably still have Fallot out, and then I'd have. Um, CJ Stander at six. I'd, I'd want both of them in my team, but then if one of them goes down, you've got kind of no backup for the yeah, no well, like for like backup for either of those positions. Well, I think the most natural replacement for Billy would actually be Nathan Hughes, but it yeah. sounds like he's nowhere near it. Yeah. Well, again, he's not had a great season by his own standards. By by, by his own very last, high standards. Yeah, compared to last season, he's, he hasn't been as good. Ooh. Oh wow! It's <laughs> <laughs> all going wrong. But. On the plus I'll just side. do this. I'll do. I'll do this because then it stops the buzz. Well, it has stopped the buzz. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah so perfect. It's a. I feel, I, like, I, a, I feel like a 1950s pop star. At the minute, <laughs> yeah. like one of those microphones. Anyway. So, so I've got to say, yeah, I do agree with you regarding. I feel harsh for Chris Robshaw, but I do think that James Haskell is probably the right option to go. I think he's going to make more more of an impact in that position than Rob uh, uh, than Robshaw will. Hmm. So actually, shall we uh, Does, use this time to play a bit of a quiz? Well, I was going to say, do you want to go straight on to, seeing as we're talking about the Lions yeah, and let's Down do that. Under? 
And Joe Joe Simpkins on uh, Facebook Live has said all anyone is waiting for on this podcast <laughs> is a, the latest instalment of Hey, what's happening, bro? Shall we do that then? What's happening, bro? Let's do as we get you up and in the know with what's happening in New Zealand ahead of the Lions tour and what's waiting for the British and Irish Lions. As segment, hey, what's happening, bro? Annoyingly, it's not going to happen. Sorry, mate. One of the only and therefore the best musical exports from New Zealand, <laughs> Flight of the Concords, with Buzzness Time. Yeah, great, great, great song. Hey, what's happening, bro? So, what is happening, bro? So... I've been doing a little bit of research. We, we spoke last week about the back three briefly and the problems that New Zealand also may have in the back row. Um, I think there's a, a key question over who's going to play centre for New Zealand. Ooh, yeah. Yes. So, uh, in the Autumn Internationals, the three main players were Anton Linnett-Brown, Ryan, Cro- Ryan Crotty and... Malachi Fekitoa. Now, Fekitoa's had some good things and some bad things. Mm-hmm. Go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what is going on over there? <laughs> uh, J- JB's trying to give me signals whilst you were talking, which was meaning I wasn't listening. Anyway, JB, we think we sorted the technical issues yeah. now. Okay. I'm listening. Fekitoa has not had, a, not had a great season by his standards. Uh, he's done some very good things. There's... He, there's also some question marks um, on his all-round game. I mean, if you saw the try he scored, I think it was to beat the Bulls in the last minute a couple of weeks ago, you think, incredible. Um, but there there are still some question marks. And there are some other players coming in. For example, Ooh. for example, Sonny Bill Williams is back. Yeah, Sonny Bill. Probably the, the only Muslim man who can have more virgins on earth than in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, he is coming into some in, in some pr- pretty good form with his age ten shorts. Yeah, uh, and my boys, the Canes, the the duo, Lua Mappi and Vince Arso, who so Vince Arso. That's a made up name. Come on, <laughs> Arso A S O. Yeah. A- so yeah, that Mappy. Well, who's the first one? Same. Lua Mappy. Lua Mappy and Vince. I think. Um, Arso. Oh, one of the rugby journalists that I follow on Twitter described him as a one-man exit strategy, <laughs> which I uh, quite liked. Uh, so full, full. If so, you if you were Steve Hansen, who would you select? Well, Test match this weekend. Let me just tell you about uh, the Canes pairing yeah, for a second. So Arso scored a hat trick this weekend to beat the all-time uh, Hurricanes try-scoring try record in a single season. He just moved on to 13 tries. Hang on, how, how far in the season are they? Uh, 12 games in. And he's beat the record? <laughs> yeah. For a season? Yeah. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and, and what's more, so he, their top scorer at the moment, he's the top scorer in Super Rugby. The second top scorer in Super Rugby on 11 tries is Luamapi. Oh, wow. So the Hurricanes centre pairing have got 24 tries and they're one or two in the whole of Super oh, Rugby at God. the moment. And they're probably, as it stands, 
or historically they they're probably five and six on the roster for the All Blacks. They should really be looking at getting them slightly further up that roster because they're playing some incredible rugby. You've also got Charlie Nartai, who's just coming wow, back from from player. injury. Who's a if he can get some form together, yeah. he's a hell of a player. Um, and um, so the Crusaders. We've obviously got Crotty at 12, who's been exceptional. Always, but, yeah. But outside Crotty, uh, Goodhue, so Crusaders still haven't lost a game. So They're unbeaten. No, they've just m- this weekend beaten of, the so Chiefs. In a New Zealand match day squad, and let's say the wider training squad, they'd have four of those guys. Yeah. It, by the sounds of it, if they were all British eligible, it, <laughs> the British and Irish Lions would probably take three or four of the people that won't get in the... New Zealand squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Realistically, because yes. yeah, that's that's kind of a weaker area. All those players are so good. Yeah. Um, wow. That's some serious but, depth. So you've you've also got a situation where you could actually go for because um, you've got someone like uh, George Moala who's playing at the Blues, playing thirteen at the Blues out- yep. outside Sunny Bill, who and has has been in around the All Black squad before. You could al- almost go for. Uh, like a club pairing stepping up, like Arso and Lua Mappi, like Nata and Lynette Brown. I tend to think... like Crotty and Goodhue yeah. or Sonny Bill and, and um, Moala. See, I tend to think that the way the All Blacks have operated in the past, it's very unlikely you'll get a brand new pairing. I think George Moala is probably more likely. Crotty, more likely. People that have been around the squad previously, they don't seem to like to change things too quickly. Do they? The, 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 the do step up, the step up from Super Rugby to Test Rugby is massive. For for who? For, just for, for well, like the, the step between Super Rugby and Test I Rugby. I completely disagree. It's absolutely massive. No, I I completely disagree, and I think the Lions are going to oh, get. Have you seen us? Have you seen a scrum in Super Rugby? A mall in sure, Super Rugby? I, a breakdown this area? This is this is right. My prediction of the year. Oh no, the Lions I, I are don't. Get I don't doubt worse, get a bigger beating against these teams, these Super Rugby teams, than they are against the All Blacks. I don't doubt that they have the ability <laughs> to get to that. They they are excellent teams. I'm saying the structure, the the way that a Super Rugby game is played, does not compare to Test yeah. Rugby. Well, the the Caden scored 61 points. Yeah. This, this weekend. Well, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, that doesn't maybe, often happen. Maybe what you mean, Tim, is Super Rugby against a team which isn't from New Zealand <laughs> is a massive step down compared to Test Rugby. Yes, yes, that's yes. probably right. Yes, I, I um, think I can get on board with that statement. Yes, all yeah. I'm looking at. So let's not. So let's not say this player scored loads of tr- hatfuls of tries against some South American playboys, some Japanese part timers, and some <laughs> Aussies in chaos. Yeah, that, that wouldn't that wouldn't be that wouldn't be an, an obvious leap to make to to then, not, to then say you're taking on the best not, in the world. The Lions will not win a single game against any of the franchises. Which is what, <laughs> they just won't. If they're at full strength, they can't full, beat them. Full. Hey, what's happening, bro? Who's going to start? Oh, so who would you select? I would probably. I love Ryan Crotty. Yeah, class. Uh, I do as well. He's brilliant, and I would be tempted to put Arso in alongside him at thirteen. But I could see because Lynette Brown as well. If you got Crotty and Lynette Brown, you got two boys who can both. So Sunny Bell nowhere near the. Um, the I think I think he he will be he will box, but he's not actually played that much rugby because he's had a few um, concussion injuries and a few injuries since he's been back. So maybe not. Does it feel a little bit about with Sunny Bell that? He's not really that well liked by the All Black coaching staff, but he's that good. They sometimes, well, they they have to play him, 
And he's paid so much money they have to pay him. <laughs> play him. Uh, hard to say. Hard to say. He is so talented when he gets going. Agreed. Hmm. Not some, hold on, hold on. Just everyone be quiet. What is that? I don't know. It's not my phone. Someone's is it? phone. Oh, it's my voicemail. It's my, my voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> the production levels on this podcast are through the Ow, roof. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm moving this on. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving this on. Please, Tim. Please. That, that was. Hey, what's happening, bro? And we'll what? have another. Hey, what's happening, bro? Next week. Uh, I'll give you. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some outro then. Go on then. Good selection on soundtrack. Yeah, nice. great, isn't it? Well, let's move swiftly on, on from that onto our quiz, shall we? Yeah. Unless you want to talk about some more rugby, we can talk about Scarlets, maybe. Yeah. Go on then. Let's rattle through well, that. We still got the Wasps, um, Wasps Leicester game uh, to talk about as well, yeah. and obviously the Munster Ospreys. But yeah, uh, Scarlets. Uh, Again, just monumental effort and fair play, and we're really sorry. We're very, very, very sorry. We're really, really very sorry. Did Did, did you watch this game Friday mm. night? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, it really was brilliant. Um, I, I, it's hard to know where to start with the Scarlets. I mean, the rugby they played was scintillating. Yeah, there's no toys about that. Uh, like these guys aren't household names, uh, but like Shingler, uh, Cubby Boy. Cubby Barkley. Boy. Yeah. They were they so, were re- so bloody good. Remind me yeah. about Cubby Boy's tattoos again. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Cubby B O I. Yeah. So on on his knuckles of his hands. Yep. Uh from left to right he's got C U B B on one hand, then Y B O I on the other hand. Nice. I think I think I'm right in saying <laughs> yeah. that. So right at the end he Points his knuckles towards the camera, Cubby boy. So South Wales, it's, it's painful. But he's playing some good rugby. Yeah, tattoos aside, the boy can play. So uh, the Steph Evans red card. Um, what do you think, Phil? Um, uh, is I can see why it was given a red card. Yeah, agreed. Uh, there is there is a lift, there is a tip. He's he does go. He definitely goes through the horizontal, but it's just the. Uh, it's almost I would have been happy with a yellow card for it because it's it's kind of scale because yeah. he, cause he never gets more than a foot and a half or two feet off the ground. Do you think uh, whoever the player was was milking it a little bit? Uh, was it Ring Rose? I'm not sure he even had time. So I think if you watch in slow motion, you could possibly say he's looking for ground. But when you watch it full speed, I don't think... I think it, it happens so fast and it's so... It's so close to the ground. Okay, so how about this? And does Samson Lee have a case to answer for in that? Because it kind of looks like Samson Lee assists. <laughs> uh, I would say no. But let, let, uh, let the boys play. Yeah, let I, the boys play. I would. I would have probably preferred to see just a yellow card for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, historically, that would have been nothing. Yeah. It. It, it is. So. His head and his neck by the letter the of by the letter of the law, but it it is it is a dangerous move that um, Steph Evans could have done something. He could have tack- he could have done things differently to not put yeah. the player in that situation. I tend to agree with everything you've said. I don't think he was, I don't think Gary Ringrose was in danger, and it was it, it warranted a red. It was sufficiently 
dangerous or reckless or whatever. Well, it, it's it's the it is but the it, principle of it, thing. So if if you do if you do turn someone through ninety and they're going to land on their head and neck, it's if if Samson Lee had tripped and fallen onto the, onto Ring Rose in that situation and there'd been someone else's body weight going onto him as he lands head or neck, it's a very easy thing to to turn into a really really dangerous yeah, situation. Yeah, understood. I un, yeah, I I do get you. Yeah, I also the ref is like. Yeah, that's got to be red. I, yeah, I, he, he fair enough. He clearly wasn't comfortable with it, but yeah, it it is the world that we live in, Tim. I know. So I know. We just have to move on. I know. Because we could lump in with that, um, like the world we live in. We're just gonna have to probably move on and accept it is you know winter fuel allowance uh, and means tested and things Ten, like that. Tenuous link. <laughs> let's move in. Let's, let's move on. Uh... <laughs> yeah, let let's move on, please. Yeah. Please, <laughs> let's move on. Um, um, but so, Scarlets. Down to, um, they played the whole of the second half with fourteen men. Yes, they did. And I, I was thinking there is no uh, way, uh, there is no way on earth they are going to win this game. Uh, the, the the back rowers that I mentioned before were just they were they were magnificent and they're a yeah. funny they're a funny blend scholars, aren't they? Between very very nice rugby, but they've also got a, a bit of grit about yeah. them, a, bit, a bit of dog. They they definitely do have dog, but again, let's just say we gave them. No chance whatsoever. Zero. And yeah. Leinster at home with their international class, internationals everywhere, guys that have been involved in a, in beating the world champion All Blacks at home. It just it beggars belief that Scarlet's managed to win that and, and in the ma- with with that set of circumstances and guys who will be uh, down well in New Zealand yeah. uh, on the Lions immense. this year. Uh, immense. I mean. On on a scale, where do you put Leinster blew it and Scarlets won it? Oh, give, Scarlets deserve a lot. Yeah, because the lot Scar- of I mean, some of the Scarlets tries were incredible. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, they that that really, Steph Evans try, yeah, was brilliant. I don't understand. I mean, I I don't really watch much Pro Twelve. You might have picked this up, um, <laughs> but I really understand what um, uh, Cubby Boy, what's his actual name, James Davis, James Davis, has to do to be recognised by Warren Gatland, and same for Shingler. Really, I thought Shingler was magnificent. Yeah, yeah, he's so big as well. Well, who would he get in the? Who would he get in the squad ahead of? Uh, I don't disagree because we've also like Thomas Young has yeah. had an amazing season, and and again, I want to, I I don't disagree. However. I don't. I also don't like the principle of saying I don't watch much Pro Twelve. I watched him have a really good game. What's he got to do to get an international cap? Well, the, it's kind of very reactive way of looking I'm, at things. I'm just parroting the Scarlets fans who love this guy. Uh, I, I mean, I don't really. Well, have that, I think fight. that's making your point even worse. No, <laughs> like, I don't. I don't go, because not only do I not watch the game, but I haven't formed my own opinion. I just apparently <laughs> the Scarlets fans love him, so I'm but, saying that. Tim, isn't that how we all form our opinions down here? I mean, that is kind of exactly what we do. What? Read a for- fans forum and no, say what other fans think? No, I'd never do that. I'd probably read a broadsheet or, you know, cop- cop- copy their opinions. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, the, the overwhelming weight of opinion coming from people who do watch Pro 12, which is a perfectly valid source, is uh, Davis has a pretty rough deal with Wales. And watching him play, you know, it does raise questions. So that yeah. that is where I stand on yeah. on him. Well done, Scarlet. Pratchell should be a lion. There you go. Well, <laughs> Henry Slade nailed on ten. Pratchell on the bench. Fine. Uh, we're very sorry, um, Scarlet. Once again, very, do we very mention Munster? Because I didn't see the game, but it basically worked out as we expected. 
Oh, it was it was tight for sixty minutes, and then there was that brilliant Zebo try. Yeah, yeah what uh, a try! With really the, good try. The turnover that that um, it was Tipperick, wasn't it? Yeah, who kicked it through? Keith Earls comes back, and then a nice bit of interplay with with Earls and Zebo. Um, I think Conway was in there. That was a hell of a try. But again, it was in the balance for sixty minutes, uh, and that was that was the game that was the. Where, where Munster did the job in the most efficient way, and that even that had to wait till the last twenty minutes, which said everything about this weekend of semi-finals. Ab- yeah, brilliantly entertaining. Uh, JB's got a quiz before we get onto the Wasps game. Yeah, so circling back to Billy Vanapola and how upsetting it is that he's out. What I've done is I've made up a game, and uh, the upsetting part is actually that the the, the upsetting part for rugby maybe. The Lions DVD is now going to have loads of Haskell, Farrell, oh, that'd be best great. mate, best mate elements on it. I'll enjoy that. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to work very hard, aren't they, to get anything else other, other than James Haskell? <laughs> <laughs> don't tell, don't tell James events. <laughs> He's off on. <laughs> that's actually what they're going to have to do, like meet up in secret and stuff. Well, they need like a dummy camera crew just to follow Haskell around, <laughs> keep him busy, so the real camera crew can be recording all the rest of the guys. Wow, the first Lions tour ever with double camera crews. <laughs> you, you getting this? You getting this? Oh, no. Why is, the, why is the red light not? Oh, no, it's a new camera. It doesn't have yeah. a red light. <laughs> Just keep going. This yeah, is great. it's great. Keep going. It's great. <laughs> you can do this, I don't know, all day. Oh. Uh, uh, so, um, all right. So, this quiz is about is to do with games, all right, okay, where a season-ending end, injury has occurred. It's Lions-based, and all we need to do is tell me the, tell me the score difference. So... Let's give this a For go. what? Sorry, say again. So all you need to do is tell me the score, and then more importantly, it's the one who's closest to the score difference. So it's, if it was 12-14, the difference would be two points. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yes, it does. All right, so let's start with one from this season. You're right, I do hate this. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. <laughs> Go on. I, I, think, I think the principle is great. I just wish there was a better way of scoring this kind of thing. Because <laughs> I, I rarely remember the, the score lines as well. Well, this is where rugby knowledge really comes in. Okay. So, New, New Year's Day. Sar- uh, Leicester take on, take on Saracens. Does anyone want to? Does anyone care New- to guess who the player is that gets injured? New Year's Day this year. Yep. Leicester Saracens. Player that gets injured is uh, Jack Noll. Leicester, Leicester Saracens. Saracens. Oh, sorry, Leicester Saracens. It was Jack Noll. How did? You know, <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's not uh, Manu. It's not Tamua. It is Manu. Is it Manu? It's Manu. Did he come back at ah for his one game? What, ah, that's an <laughs> interesting noise. <laughs> what was the score? What was the points difference? So it was Leicester v Saracens. Yeah, I was working this game. Oh, this is unfair. On New Year's Day. Yep. Yeah, it was. I'm going to guess if I can remember. Uh, 21-13 to Saracens. So give me... So your points difference is eight. eight. I'm going to go for a points difference of 15 to Saracens. Wow. Okay, it was actually 16-12 to Saracens. 16-12. So Tim takes an early lead. With four points. Exactly. Okay. So, so Tim... Was four points off this is the so, point. This is so, so Tim. <laughs> Tim gets four points. No, no. And it, I was. Fifth. It's the eventual closest to. And you were nine off. Don't you worry about. So it. you get nine. Uh, that's how it should work. If if we're going to keep up this yeah. fast, yeah, it, how, it, So it, Tim's on four. I'm on nine. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. So the lowest score wins. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like golf, right? Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So cast your minds back, boys. Two thousand and one. Second. Oh my! Do, do, do you know? Do you know when they say that? Like they say, oh, you know, all people remember is the winners and the losers. Or, not all me. People, not people, me. No, JB remembers the scorers who got injured. Yeah. And the points difference. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Cast okay. your minds back sixteen years. Okay. Go yes. On. Second test. Lions. Okay. High uh, high shot by Nathan Gray. Who gets injured? Oh. Oh. Uh, 16 years oh jeez uh, come on everyone knows this one it's a Lions game boys it's a rugby podcast <laughs> it's what we do mate 16 um, <sighs> this is a farce Richard Hill okay Richard Hill goes down goes down hard okay what was the score <laughs> the score difference <laughs> yeah what was the score and then extrapolate from that the score oh, difference. Oh, uh, points difference of Nine. I'm going to say a points difference of four. Let's just make it a quick game, yeah. Phil. Let's just make four. it a quick game. Points difference of four. Wow. No, it was 35-14 to the Wallabies. They they absolutely smoked them. Right. Oh. Okay. Okay. 2005. Wait, no, no. We need to work out the points. Oh, no, no, we don't. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still winning. <laughs> yeah, you're you're don't, definitely winning. Don't worry. I've, 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 got the, I've got the overall overall total. Okay. 2005. Yeah. Lions test again. Yeah. Oh, I know who you're going to go Bod. for here. Bod. What this? Uh, and looking back at it as well, <laughs> this is quite the beatdown. Kevin Mealami, wasn't it? Kev, Kevin Mealami takes out Bod. Now this was the first test, wasn't it? First test. First yeah. ten minutes. Was it two minutes in? I think? Two minutes in. Yeah. So I think the first test. So I know the second test was where Carter scored all of his points. Carter scored like. Yeah, and they had a uh, huge Welsh contingent in as well. Yeah, the second test, Carter scored like thirty points. Twelve point. On his Twelve point. I'm going to say 16. Oh, come no. on, Phil. Come on, quick, please. Uh, 19 points to New Zealand. Right. Okay. Uh, sorry, I, I think I think it was 20-something points to three. This is the last question. Wow. Yeah? No, uh, one, one more after that. Cool. Yeah. I think it was 21-3, something like that, or 23-3 or 22-3. So what's your points difference? Uh, 19, I've said. Nice. And Tim? Oh, uh, what did I say? Twelve. Phil almost on the nose. Eighteen twenty-one three. Was it twenty-one three? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Wow. And last one. Will Greenwood. 
Does anyone remember Will Greenwood going down in, in South, South Africa? South Africa tour with his tongue nearly going down his throat and his mum running Ooh. running in in the dressing room going, Will, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what was the score? It's a great impression. Uh, Lions by, that was the Jerry Guscott drop goal, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, because it was in a, wasn't in a test. No, it was against... Uh, the, the oh my god so you're asking us to remember a provincial <laughs> Lions match how do you my not, god from 1990 from, from 20 years 20 ago, years ago. Listen, the, the force is that you don't know I can't believe this <laughs> this is one of the best documented matches in history oh uh, 13 uh, I'm going to say tw- Lions by 26 wow it was 22 well done. Well done. So, Phil's... I, I'm not going to add him up because I can tell you right now, Phil's pretty much smoked you. So, congratulations, Phil. Yes! You um, you won my convoluted <laughs> quiz. Well done. We'll be playing that again, won't we, Tim? Yes, ah! we will. Um, um, can, I, can I just apologise once again? The reason... Like it's my, and to be fair, if you asked me, Tim, if you put me on the spot and said, Tim, what should I do with my... Uh, pension or my financial investments I would give terrible advice I wouldn't have a clue uh, however it, it kind of has been my job for some time to do to do things like go explain come, quizzes come up with a game and mm. a quiz that, that might Can appeal I and, that, and, and I was and I was other, I was predisposed this weekend and I was away with the family and stuff so JB I really appreciate you taking that off me oh, that, that pressure I really appreciate it um, can I tell you what my favourite quiz is of, of yours Tim what's that uh, <laughs> a quiz you named hard pie <laughs> Hard pie. I absolutely loved it after after hard five. Hard five. Oh yeah. Band. And I think you froze pies. <laughs> <laughs> I think you froze pies. And like, I can't. Did you have to smash the pie? You had to guess if it was a hard pie or a soft pie. I think it might have been like, might, but I think it might have been someone hitting it on their like uh, hitting it on their own, getting it hit on their head, and it would either be a rock hard frozen pie or <laughs> it would splat on their face. Yeah. Wow. Why, if only we had that sort of budget here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Create those kind of games. Well, if Chris Moyles had nicked my job, uh, yeah. I could have still have been the, doing yeah, it. We'd have all the frozen pies that we need. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, watch, uh, watch this space for more great thank, quizzes. Thank you, JB. Uh, I am actually working on a quiz next week, and I'm hopeful it will be better, no, it won't. better than that one. No, it's a good quiz, that. Uh, you, you guys won't get involved in it. No, you know how, like, there's some... Um, there's some stuff that's so bad it's good. I think that one falls into that category, JB. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I, I really like it. There's a farcical <laughs> element I, I I really quite like. And I also love how much you love scores from games 19 years ago. I, I, <laughs> I love it. I think it's topical. It's, to- I, it's topical. It's topical. It yeah, I like it. I know I do. No, gen- no I'm, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. I do. Um, <laughs> Joe wow. Launchbury, what a hero. His mantelpiece is... Well, he's going to have to get it reinforced with all the man of the match awards he keeps winning. Yeah, yeah, he's quite. Does, does Warren Gatlin look a little bit silly, not taking him? Um, well, we'll see how badly he he loses by. Um, yeah, what a man! I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's an incredible player, isn't he, Joe Launchbury? But as you always say, Tim, in place of who? I the one would have been Laws for me, but I can H- see Hendo. I do love Hendo. Um, I can see why, because you're basically going for fifth choice lock, really. And so I can see why you would go for uh, Laws over Launchbury for the impact that yeah. he can potentially offer. Um, but we've been over that. 
Joe has said on Twitter at Rugby Podcast, how is that unassuming, slopey-shouldered, lion-hearting Rolls-Royce of a player not going to New Zealand? <laughs> He's our Ritalic. All, yeah. all Warren Gatlin wants is Bosch. Yeah. His work rate is just immense. Yeah, his work rate's brilliant, but... I, I, he's a surprisingly good carrier. He's yeah. got surprisingly good hands. Um, f- considering when you look at him, uh, he is as Joe there has described. Yeah, and he's you know he is the heartbeat of that wasp pack. Yeah. I, I think the commentators made a little bit too much of it, but they kept on referring to him as the test player, as one of the few players in the whole wasp pack with test experience. And I think that's actually quite a fair analysis because you know he played that well. Yeah. Well, they said uh, Lawrence Delalio said that before the game. He said that's the area that that Leicester can can really attack because they only have one proper, fully fledged, proper international class player. Yeah, and I actually agree with that analysis. I'm, I thought Wasps did very, very well because I thought the, Le- the Leicester's pack would be a lot slicker than the Wasps pack, a lot slicker. Well, they, the type five. Leicester yeah. were were outstanding. Uh, kind of. Just, I think Ellis Genge is fast becoming. He might, in fact, he might well be my favourite rugby player. <laughs> I love, I love this, love this guy. He's got so Do you know much more better. Than Don Armand? Um, f- for different reasons. Don Armand is just all heart, all effort, all action. Ellis Genge is just a, a really hard man. So, so abrasive. So abrasive. Is he, is he hard? Is he harder than I don't know, um, David? whatever his name Yashvili from Claremont I, I think not I think Genge would fancy himself against anyone and that's kind no, of that's no, kind of no, what that's kind okay. of what I love about him so uh, so yeah. I so there was a scrum and there weren't many scrums in the game actually but there was a scrum uh, Kirikashvili there you go Kirikashvili that's the guy there was a scrum close to where I was sat at the game and this was about half an hour in and Ellis Genge he's, he's, he's really tough but he's got these kind of his sense of humour bubbles over into the game. So he was trying to do a bit of a mind game on Phil Swainston and was obviously saying something to him. They were talking to each other as they were waiting to go down for the scrum. And Ellis Genge pulled up his pulled up Swainston's shirt, grabbed a little, pinched an inch on his tummy and uh, just before they packed down for the scrum. So he was obviously saying, oh, you're looking a bit tubby there, Phil. What's going on? Or, uh, so, or whatever. Br- I love that kind of mind game. Yeah. That apparently is an old scrum-off trick. So when... When they go to pack down, the scrum off pulls up the top of the opposition uh, tight head. And he obviously wound Swainston up because there was a fight immediately after that scrum uh, got reset. I just, I love it. I love Ellis Genge. I think when there was another, there was another fight this weekend, which is something something very much bubbled over. I think which, which one it was. Maybe, was it Scarlet's? Yeah, it was Scarlet's. It was, um, it was Sexton and Steph Evans, I think. What's a one-sided battle? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the one thing I noticed: so Ellis Daly, uh, Elliot Daly. Sorry, he uh, he boy he didn't actually have a he didn't do anything wrong, but he didn't have yeah. he didn't have much to do in this game. He's surprisingly yeah. quiet. Yeah. But I do love it when you never get right-footed people mention the, the which foot they kick it with. Never gets mentioned. You never get anyone go, oh, lovely kick off his right foot there. Yeah. But whenever it's a lefty, it's always, oh, and it's always a cultured left boot. Yeah, where, where, do you, where do you get a cultured left boot from? Paris. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, well, I, I think the, weir- re- the reason it's weird is because left-handed people do so much better in sports, statistically. Uh, as in, there's... 
Uh, yeah, so like, 88% of the population are left-handed, but yeah. like 20% of professional athletes are left. I think it's even higher. So, I think well, like yeah, half what? of NFL quarterbacks are left-handed. Really? Yeah. And also left-handed fighters do, do much better. Yeah. Because you can't practice against them. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so it's a cultured left boot. No, another thing I noticed was uh, James Haskell's tape that he wears when he's uh, being lifted in the line-out what came off his right leg. There's some... So you never get to see this normally, but he's got a bit of scar tissue on his leg. It's huge. Really? Like from about 40 metres away, I could see this huge bit of scar tissue on the back of his leg. Oh, so I, thought, I thought I thought I went to it. Has, he got, has he got like a varagus vein? But yeah, it looks like he's had a sharp bite. <laughs> ah. um, what do you think about how wasps... How do you think... How do you feel about how wasps played? They made a lot more errors than they normally do. Yeah. Okay. They, they, well, they... That is kind of... It's... Um, a side effect of the way they play, isn't it? Particularly that back line. They well, they try and play a little bit, but they they made some they made some errors of in decision making that they don't normally yeah. make. Okay. They got they got there was more turnovers against that you wouldn't normally see them doing. See, I I thought they did well. They definitely deserved to win. Be- better team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just when it opened up, I was watching them play, and it was very fast. What they were doing was very very quick, but it was quite predictable. Like they were going from one side of the field to another. If you saw a forward runner, inevitably the forward runner would run past the ball and go go behind go behind their back. But they weren't doing it. They weren't really committing to that. It looked for that last say, I don't know, say 60, 70 minutes, very very predictable. I, I think that was partly because of the way Leicester played. Yeah, their line speed was rapid. Yeah, and their defence was ferocious. See, and and the, you know their kicking they played- was good. Do you not think wasps just played a lot of rugby in front of their faces? Well, so wasps, they're very, very good in broken field. Yeah. But Leicester, through, as you mentioned, Tim, their line speed, um, their kick chase and the accuracy of their kicking meant that wasps didn't get a huge amount of broken field um, opportunities. Until, well, until the end, and I didn't it think did, they looked particularly good. It did open up a bit towards the end. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'll go back to my point I've been making the last few weeks, is I think they they cover up that they're not as good a team as others with just so the amount of talent, talent. they have. Yeah. I, it feels to me that every what? time someone... What? Gets, yeah, so... Every time, they finished top of the league after 22 games. They're yeah, in the they're, final, and, you, and you're saying they're not as good a team as other teams. No, I'm saying that they're not as good. So, if you look at Exeter, they're a better team than some of their parts. I think Wasp are, are better... Individuals than than a team, which you know, yeah, it can be a criticism as much as it can be, yeah, yeah, be oh, a I, compliment. I get what you're saying, but like in a if you do if it's if you describe it like a a SWOT analysis in business, they just have a ridiculous amount of strengths. Yeah. They'd also have some weaknesses, but and it's just, they're but their team. strengths are they better are than damn, their, their strengths far their strengths are better in an equation than their weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. yeah. Which which showed because they finished top yeah, of the pile exactly and they're right. they're competing in the final. Saracens have very few in the weaknesses squares. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's the that's the challenge for them. And the other thing as well about wasps is every time they get the ball, every, every time someone gets the ball, it looks like they that individual is trying to score rather than trying to do the next thing in in, in order to in order to score. If that makes sense, the, probably the one exception to that would be Jimmy Gopeth. Yeah, who is. I thought he, every time I've watched him this season, with probably the exception of the sale game, I thought he's, if not the best player on the pitch, he's top two or three. 
Yeah. He's, yeah. He's brilliant. And what what's really incredible is his work rate. He, he's just everywhere all the time. Like, there was there were times in that game where he, he kicked, he kicked Chase, Wasp didn't get the ball back, Leicester kicked the ball away, and he received the kick. He's everywhere yeah, on the... Yeah, that? he was everywhere I mean, on I the field. I remember when Maurice Botha and Tom Johnson wore the same scrum back, <laughs> and uh, it looked like they were... Every, you know, the same field player was everywhere. Um, ooh, Did exciting. You, so just, just on the Gopeth, I, I thought it was it was brilliant that New Zealand Herald, yeah, yeah. to their usual this. tricks, having a pop about... Yeah, so, Martin basically Devlin. Saying, yeah, Martin Devlin. Oh, how, you know... Someone who never even got close Martin to Devlin a New Zealand writes, test jersey. He's the best player in England. Do you think Martin Devlin writes that because he knows he can, what, treble or maybe yeah. couldn't trimp... Uh, I can't even say the word now. Um, Possibly. Who his, cares? His, his readership. We we yeah. we, we talk about there being... He, he, he writes for an audience of three. Yeah, well, <laughs> he gets mentioned by three of us. Um, yeah. He, yeah uh, because he, he writes about Northern Hemisphere rugby occasionally. We thought that New Zealand was full of hobbits. Turns out it's uh, full of trolls. Ooh, <laughs> burn. Meow. Get him, get him, Tim, get him. <laughs> uh, but, you know, let's not write Martin Devlin off too quickly. Does, does he make any Does he make any good points? Uh, it's uh, all just... Nah. Yeah, it's it's just... Yeah. It's clickbait. It's, it's, that's the only way to describe it. Martin Devlin's written an article. You won't believe what he says in paragraph three. Yeah. Mm. It is clickbait. Yeah, yeah and, and, it's, and it's so ill-informed as well that so he's he's comparing he's saying it's it's um shows how weak the lions are but like how on earth can you compare a guy who left new zealand what 10 years ago now yeah to come over here and make a damn good career no 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 player has ever improved between the age yeah. of 21 and 31 <laughs> no no one that's never happened before yeah it's it's bizarre 10,000 hours doesn't exist no that doesn't exist no yeah i just think you know what? I think it's unnecessarily nasty. Actually, that's that's yeah. the thing which I can. But it also shows how little that that this guy knows because he says, "How can um, Gopeth pull more votes than, for example, Owen Farrell and Mario Todji?" Yeah, because it's Premiership but, Player of the Year. They yeah, play in the Premiership, and they were those two have both been injured for yeah. part of the season and away on international it's like duty. Saying, why doesn't Dan Carter win NCP Player of the Year or whatever, or, I, or ATM Cup? Because he doesn't play yeah. ATM Cup all all the time. That that is why. Yeah. So uh, it, it was a nonsense. We we've already given it far more. Time we have. Than we it, have. Sorry. Sorry for mentioning it to kind of ramp up, like ramp up the hostility on this side. Yeah. Yeah. Get him, Tim. Get him again. <laughs> what, what I will say is, Jimmy Gopper, uh, in that game, and considering the the players who were in that that back line, he himself beat twice as many defenders as the whole of the rest of the Wasps back line. Fact. Really? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. That's incredible. It's quite remarkable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although, when he slipped, I thought it's written in the stars, Wasps are going to lose this. Yeah, yeah. When he slips, yeah. Yes. Um, best player on the field, though, was not Jimmy Gopeth. Okay. It's Freddie Burns. Freddie Burns was good. He was class. No, and that pass. No, he was. Oh, that pass, that was, pass was, was beautiful. Mate. Best player on the field yeah. was Joe Launchbury. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Toulouse Vianu, I thought, was Leicester's best player. Vianu was good. Vianu was very good. They've Uh, they've missed him. Vianu, where's he going? No, no, they've missed him. Oh, right, sorry. I think they'll they'll, they'll miss Freddie Burns and Owen Williams. Yeah. What goes on there to make these decisions? Yeah. 
It's yep. ridiculous, but there you go. They've, yeah. they've made their bed, they'll have to lie in it. Now. It's it's going to be interesting to see, because Leicester, it did, so to only lose by one point against Wasps um, at the Rico, where Wasps are like 19, I don't know. Yep. There are a lot of games unbeaten over a long period of time. Um, it does show some real positives for that Leicester side. Yeah, completely agree. And if Matt... Matt O'Connor can get them in the right place for next season and get all the players they're bringing in and all their, their stars who are staying, just get them fitting on the field at the same time, yeah. they can have some team. I had a really interesting little Matt O'Connor uh, experience. Ooh, so, yes, please. So in the, I, I, interviewed the lo- I interviewed the losing director of rugby. Yeah. Because the winning director of rugby goes and chats with the... the with the panel. The panel. Uh, so anyway, Matt O'Connor came into the room. After some time, he'd obviously been... You know, chatting to his players and stuff. It was quite a while. We were already off air at this point, and he came in and he 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 went to stand in position. Then he went. Actually, we we had a mo- I had a monitor next to me. He said, "Can you get, can you get the bit where we lost the ball at the end? Can you get that up?" And I spoke. Oh. I, I went through to my producer and went, "Can you, can you, yeah. uh, can you rewind the? Can you find a bit of?" Anyway, they rewound it for him and he watched it and we zoomed in and we. So I got I got Matt O'Connor. Obviously wasn't sure he felt possibly quite aggrieved that the manner yeah. the manner that they had the ball turned over from which was scored the try and he watched it again and again and again and I thought you know what and I've said about Matt O'Connor before that he doesn't give a lot away he's very straight laced and direct and kind of bullish a little bit and I liked that but really really fair bloke he watched it a few times and just went and bearing in mind the emotions that there were yeah he just went Oh no, you can argue that either way. Fair enough. All right, should we have a chat? Uh, was wow. that, I'm just trying to think. Was that the steal underneath the posts? Uh, from the line out. From the line out. Ah, lost, right, lost the yeah, line yeah, out. yeah. I've watched so much rugby this so week. So Wasp lost line. Leicester got the ball. Yeah. Mike Williams, someone kind of half on the floor, half off it, scooped the ball out on the yeah. deck. But it was just um, it's quite interesting with the emotions as high as they were. Fair, and fair it, he he actually managed to be very uh, have that big picture thinker, not. Not be blind because I, I imagine in that situation I'd have been blind and seen what I wanted to see, which was yeah. that was a pen we got r- robbed. Inherent bias. So I just get I I get good vibes about him as just as a bloke. Ah, in, in, interesting. Shall we move on to next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On Leo Vegas, better the week. Leo Vegas love their rugby and that's why they are partners with Leicester Tigers and that's why they bring help us bring you this show every single week and we thank them for it. They love their rugby. They've got some great options for you. So if you want to have a flutter for the finals day, then uh, think about leovegas.com. Our game of the week is, I think, let's be fair, it's the final that everyone other than Leicester and Saracens fans wanted to see. Yeah. All neutrals probably wanted to see Wasps Exeter. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, two the top two sides in the league, the best two attacking teams, the amazing story of Exeter and the attacking flair and entertainment the Wasps have brought us. Mouth watering game. I, I'm I'm I know JB you don't like it, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna ask a question that I think it's oh god who pick is a there team? Any, no is who there any in the team gone uh, who would make it into that. What Wasps backline from Exeter Chiefs? Um, Just Jack Noel, is that it? 
Jack Noel. No, this is such a nonsense. No, it, it's it not a nonsense. It's Why is it a nonsense? nonsense? Why is it a nonsense? Because Steenson, you could argue, is a better. I'd, I'd probably have. To, I would have yeah. Steve. Okay. Over, over well, there the you go. It's a nonsense. There, there you go. I don't. But Devoto. I mean, Devoto is. Uh, I mean, would you have Devoto over, over Gopeth? No. No. I think I might. No. T- over the Premiership player. Over of the, the year. Premiership player of the year. I think I might at the moment. I. I tell you what. <laughs> I don't think that Gopeth, that Devoto would get into the Wasps team, but I don't think Gopeth would get in, get into the Exeter team. That's how. That's how. How, how I will cope. Uh, how I will couch that one. Uh, I think they would be. Exeter do manage their team very differently. Yeah, as in Exeter have, it's no great shakes to slot Slade or Sam Hill, uh, so or Witten into twelve and Campagnaro in there. Not only would I say does Noel get in, I also think Short get, gets in over Bassett. Uh, over well, so you go Noel over Wade Bassett. I mean, you could go Noel and Wade actually. Well, Bassett was on the bench, wasn't he? Uh, oh yeah, because because uh, yeah, Larue. Oh, Kurt, Kurtley Beale yeah. is probably not going to be playing. That I think is a massive Ooh. blow. That's huge because it does mean that you would have Bassett on the wing, um, and, and Dorman was Larue goes very, to very good. Dorm, dollars is great. Yeah. So, although yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it's more even than probably the paychecks would suggest. Correct, Phil. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, and also in the pack, launch pretty yeah. Um, I. I Take that whole extra front row. Oh, that extra front row. I, I mentioned it. Hang on. Have we mentioned that I called the extra Saracens game perfectly? Uh, two points. Did you say extra by oh, two three points? Three points, no, two points. You have mentioned it to me a lot this weekend, just <laughs> not on the podcast. Yeah. You're very quiet on the times that you uh, <laughs> you called Sale winning all the, through their oh, ten was, game losing streak. Yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was there was at least ten games in a row where you got that, that wrong. <laughs> well, they didn't lose this weekend, did they? <laughs> um, <laughs> so and all, yeah, so yeah, pretty. pretty you you take four. Um, I, I'd, I'd take four out of the extra front five, and I'd take Don Armand out of their back row. Take Don Armand, Don Armand, Hask, and Nathan no, I'd take Hughes. I'd take Don Armand, Thomas Young, and Nathan, and Nathan Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, hard, hard. Yeah, I I couldn't disagree with that. I think just as you got to look at the front rows as like the sixth front row that they'll be rotating through, and I think in that case, Exeter. Yeah, give me Exeter. Different different level as far as I'm. If this was Exeter's first final, I would be thinking they're going to lose. I think you saw the difference in in last year's final between Exeter first half and Exeter second half. Mm. I, I'm. I'll tell you what I will do. If, if Exeter win, I'll troll through. An old podcast and find a clip of me uh, saying Exeter uh, win the league of us completely writing Exeter off yeah. about why, nine games in. Why don't you go to the first ever season we had of doing the podcast when I predicted Exeter to win the league? Because yeah, four years late, granted, but I did, <laughs> did call it. Definitely called it. So um, yeah. Uh, here's here's the question, right? How on earth do um? Do wasps contain Exeter if Exeter do what they do, which is hold on to the ball for prolonged periods of time? Because hmm. I can see it the other way. I can see how Exeter can hold off, hold off wasps, but I can't see it the, the other way. Well, it's... Exeter won't. Uh, yeah. Well, the problem with that is Exeter. If you do do that, then you risk as Exeter do, and it's. I think it could be a high risk strategy against wasps. They will. You either give away a penalty in your own half, mm-hmm. and you've got Gopeth there who's nailing everything. Agreed. Which is a, which creates a risk. Uh, but uh, Exeter will try and exit 
at times and it's what messed them up in the final. Their kicking wasn't good enough. Yeah. And it's what teams come unstuck against most against Wasps if you don't kick absolutely perfectly and you give... Well, like Wasps score the majority of their tries from around halfway. But Exeter also score a lot from there. They do. That's the other thing. They a do. lot. And then the closer they get in, the tighter they get, the more grinding it becomes. I don't think Wasps can handle that. Oh, um, yeah. They can both score tries from distance, yeah. but Exeter are more efficient at scoring those close range and tries. And Wasps, I'm going to say, have got the better 15, but the better squad is far and away um, um, Exeter. Mm. Yeah, I, I do think that that loss of Curtly Beale that's huge because be, Exeter could, if they lose anyone from the back line, they've got at least two players to come in and replace them who are equally adept. Yeah, and you wouldn't notice. I mean, you would. Dom had a great game, but you know they could bring in Turner. They could uh, well, move Noel. Noel. They've got Woodburn. They've got all sorts of options. I, I can see it going. E- I, I, I can see it going either way. Um, I, I, th- I think Wasps. What we haven't maybe mentioned is. That last-minute win was one of a number of very, very late yeah. wins. They do they have, have some guts. Yeah, they do have some guts on the big stage. In fact, it was against Exeter in the was it in the Europe European quarter-final last year. Yeah, yeah. When they yeah. when they scored a la- Jimmy yeah, Gop- right. Jimmy Gopeth with a last-minute yeah conversion, and, and a few weeks ago they came from behind to be Northampton in the last second. So, at Franklin's Garden. So they've got a bit of they've got some guts as well. However, I I am making extra favourites for this. Bizarrely, I am. Curtly Bills, I think, is a huge loss. And I don't know. I just I've got I've got a feeling for Exeter. Yeah. I don't know if it's that's me willing it to happen because give me a the score, story Tim. would be amazing. The scores, I think, it will be all your points difference. I should say twenty seven. 22 to Exeter. Phil? Uh, well, can I only see Wasp scoring two two or three tries, though? Well, they only well, scored two the, tries against Exeter. Uh, against against well, Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, they were both quite... F- four two relatively low-scoring games this weekend. Rob, they were two of the most exciting games and one point and two points in it, them. Is Rob Miller fit? Because I've not seen anything of him recently. He looked fantastic in the Wasps... Uh, in the Wasps blazer Han- ba- handsome chap very it? handsome chap beige chinos and some lovely brogues it's a good, good question but I, I just I would have thought they'd move they might put Miller on the bench but they'll just move Willie LaRue to fullback won't they and then bring Josh Bassett uh, sorry in. you have to call him Villy Villy is there as injury cover for Curtly Beale yeah what sorry Willie LaRue is there as injury cover for Curtly Beale is that correct well I, so I think uh, Willie LaRue was brought in as their main 15 and Curtly Beale was actually brought in as a 12, which is where yeah. he played the last two seasons at the Tars. Agreed. But because Gopeth was playing so well while Curtly Beale was injured at the start of the season, yeah. they've retained Gopeth in the centre. It's a happy accident there, back line, the actual way it's aligned. That, yeah, yeah. And also they had Eastmond, uh, who's in, out injured. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, Achilles for, uh, for Eastmond. So the reason I asked that is obviously Curtly Beale's going, but I thought LaRue was actually an injury replacement. He's the injury joker. No, I, I think he's on a longer term deal than that. I think he's off. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if anyone else from that Wasp bat line is off at any point. That'd be interesting to see. Who are you referring to there? Well, I'm not referring to anyone in particular. No, no. I just Interesting. I've just looked out around the back line. You've got, you know, good players. Who who do you think might move, Tim? Um, I've no idea. Um, 
Who do you think might move, Jay? I couldn't possibly say. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm. So, my point is difference is Exeter by twelve. So Kurtley Beale is. Oh, we we all know he's definitely going. Um, Villy Larue is not listed as leaving Wasps. Oh, take it back then. Maybe you'll. So and, how long is the deal for? I'm sure. Just get a Sir Charles back. And they are well. They are bringing in another back three player in Marcus Watson. Yeah, they are. But it doesn't really. I like Marcus Watson a lot. Not as much as I like Cody Beale. Uh, true, true. So anyway, I'm sure that one will rumble on. Twelve, tw- uh, twelve points uh, to Exeter. Wow, Exeter oh. by five. I've said Exeter by three. Give me. We're all going unanimously Exeter. What? Are we? 12, are we then? just willing this to happen romantically? The story behind that club. No, I, I, genu- I gen- genuinely think they are a, a very, very good team. Well, I think both are very, very good yeah, teams. They really are. To get to get to the final, the league table doesn't lie. Yeah, yeah, they have both been excellent this year. Uh, and the Pro Twelve final. So, Scarlets dodged the articulated lorry. They did, and they're heading for a dinner a date with Rome. a Pendolino. Oh yeah, <laughs> in, in Dublin. Uh, yes, this is. I mean, it would have been poetic if Munster had gone further in the European Cup, but. Mm. Axel, the year of you know the, what, what's happened with Axel Foley and a, a Pro 12 Championship would be pretty amazing. Yeah, it would be. Um, so, do we think? Okay, let me ask a separate question. We think Lancaster's better than Munster as a team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably just. I'm gonna have to. Although Munster did finish top of the the regular season. Okay. Do we know what the head-to-heads head-to-heads are between Munster and Scarlets? Uh, I've not got them to hand. No. Why? Why not? <laughs> um, right, we might have to look at that. I, I've just got a funny feeling it's going to be Scarlets. Hmm. I wonder who's going to get to wear red. That's a great. The Ooh. team in red will win. So you would normally say, well, Munster finished top of the standings, so they'd get the home. But Scarlets was an upset. Yes, yeah, so do they get so the seeding? Do, do they get the higher seeding because they they created an upset? Good question. Is it like the Highland Cup? I don't know. Um, well, sh- presumably, you want to wear red and want to wear scarlet. Oh uh, yeah, that, that, would, that, that makes that, sense. That, that's sort of sort it out. <laughs> um, yeah, scarlets by five. Ooh. <laughs> no, no, no. Scarlets by eight. I think they'll. I think they'll be out. Be out reach. Scarlets by eight. Give me monster by five. Uh, Munster by nine. Hmm. Did anyone see any of the French action this week? Um, when you say the French action, are they in the playoffs now? They are in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. can, I, can I just say, Munster twenty-one, Scarlets thirty, at Toman Park this uh, this this year in February. Wow. There you go. Uh, How do you feel about that now? I might change my prediction. <laughs> Scarlets wore blue that day. If if Scarlets are wearing blue, give me Scarlets. Tim, do you want to change? Or are you happy? I'm I'm happy. There you go. Um, we uh, we we did didn't even I don't even know what the outcome of the oh no Northampton just beat Connacht didn't they in that playoff game? Northampton beat Connacht and Stade Francais beat uh, oh, Cardiff. Cardiff, so Northampton now play Stad Stad, uh, and and Stad had. 
under 20s lock slash back row Seku Makalu starting on the wing for them. And I think he scored one or two tries. Good lad. As well. So is he a bit of a. Um, I say junior say about a bloody NFL player. Who was the guy who played on the wing for Australia? Oh, uh, Radiki Samo. Yeah, that's the one. Or PSBs. Both. I would, I would like to be like both of those men. <laughs> would you hair like Radiki Samo? Would you take that? Yeah, take that. Yeah. <laughs> take that. Uh, yeah, str- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, well, looking at my hair, I'd definitely take it. <laughs> be a strong look. Um, well, the other bits of French toast, it was there. It was the playoffs to get into the playoff semi finals, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and Toulon beat Cast, and Racing went away to Montpellier and won, which is quite incredible. Um, so That wouldn't happen under Vern Cotter. So Toulon travelled to La Rochelle, uh, and Racing travelled to Clermont. Ooh. So some interesting games coming up there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to show you, just going back, there's uh, the, the Haskell stuff's already started, so there's now a Living With Lions DVD cover, which says, Living With Lions, the complete story, and then there's a picture of Haskell in front of the British and Irish Lions, bad to go, now with added bants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another game this weekend that we've not yet spoke about. Go on. England play the Barbarians. Oh, this week? This weekend? I hate Barbarians games. <laughs> Do I, I detest them. Yeah, go on. So, are you not quite excited to see some of the young lads? No. Denny Solomona probably Out. won't be playing now. Yeah. Injured. Out injured. Um, Fijian Joe. Listen, listen to the glee in Tim's oh, voice that, about an injury. That's the other game we need to talk about. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Leeds versus London Irish. Yes. Did you watch it on Wednesday? Yeah, so. Leeds v London Irish. In, brilliantly intense. Tommy Court, great. Uh, yeah, good. London Irish one foot in the Premier in the in the in the Avicii Premiership. Yeah, more importantly, uh, who is the London Irish winger? He's just incredible. Lewington, Alex Lewington, Lewington or Joe Cockenasiga? No, Alex Lewington. He's mate. great. Well, what's uh, that then? Well, so this, this game, <laughs> this game, I actually thought the biggest difference between the two teams was the scrum. Yeah, was massively the scrum and London Irish. If you took took the scrum out of it, it was it was very even. They both had got some very good players. Do you know what? In some respects, um, I felt that Le- uh, Yorkshire, I keep calling them Leeds, um, actually played a little better than London Irish in the back line. I thought Caston played very very well. They, they thought, did. Uh, Ford, Ford played. Good. Yeah, yeah, they did play very well. But it shows how important that scrum is. You can complete. And London Irish, they should have been with to be that dominant in the pack. They should have been thirty points up. It should be over already. So if if Yorkshire can shore up their pack, which is a big ask because they're playing against an international front row, basically. Yeah, it's a huge ask, isn't it? Uh, if they can shore that up, or it gets refereed differently, but they've still got a shot. They lost their they lost their prop early doors. Yeah, and he actually looked like he was doing a really good 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 job. When he went off, I can't remember who the guy was, but it made a big difference. Yeah. Oh, it was. So once it was men against boys, wasn't it? Mm. So that'll be interesting this Wednesday, and then obviously the the England England Barbarians game, uh, and when's the England Barbarians game? I think it's on the Sunday. Yeah, okay, two thirty on the Sunday, and JB, something you've been calling for a, for a little while has happened. Um, the Barbarians will be able to enter the World Cup. <laughs> no. no, something we we've all been calling for for some time. One. What? Challenge Cup winners go into the European Champions Cup. Have I called that for that? That's ha- well, I certainly have. Okay. 
I Congratulations. Think, I think you have as well, Phil. Yeah. But it's just, I'm not claiming any credit for that. It's common sense. Uh, just like the work, just like the residency laws, common sense. <laughs> uh, so the Challenge Cup winners from next season, will, <laughs> the Challenge Cup uh, winners next season will go straight into the European Champions Cup, and we won't have any of this playoff nonsense. And the Italian clubs are not getting automatic qualification into the Champions Cup. Hooray! It's based purely on your position within the Pro 12. Alla so, bloody luya. So the top seven clubs qualify for the the Champions Cup. This playoff stuff's a farce. Uh, <laughs> the it will mean we have four really really incredibly tough pools. Yeah. Uh which is going it's, it's good. It's good for the sport and it's good for the Italian teams as well. They're finding their level. Exactly. Rather than getting it's a beat down every week. Good, it's good for everyone. I can't see it being beneficial for the Italian teams whatsoever to be in the Champions and Cup. What, what, god there's so many other things. Let me just touch on the fact that uh, South Africa has said they are going to be culling teams from Super Rugby but they're not going to be culling any actual franchises they're going to play in other competitions what, there which was is code for what Pro 12 correct mm. so so watch this space yeah yeah. I think it's a terrible idea it's, it's does, an interesting idea it's terrible it's absolutely shocking I mean <laughs> the Pro 12 struggles enough okay I, what when you've got a struggling competition, the last thing you need to do is introduce more teams to it from far away with huge overcost, uh, 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 overheads and travelling expenses with no natural rivalries. It's it's a joke. Do you know what, but boys, we can maybe talk about this in a, in a future yeah. podcast. There's one other thing we haven't talked about as well. Live show in Philly. Oh. Yeah. Yes. If you've got this far, you can definitely come. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are looking to book this thing Tomorrow, we pretty much have a venue sorted, so that's fine. It's going to be Saracens versus Newcastle. Philly is only an hour away from uh, New York, which is great. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an incredible weekend away. Yes. Well, the last two have been pretty good, as in New York and... Chicago. Bucharest and Chicago, last three, have been pretty, pretty... Pretty good. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're going to be going to Philly, home of Will Smith. Why didn't you play? We're going to be running up the rocky steps. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I hate that song. (laughs) Um, It's a bit depressing. Yeah. I also, I'd have gone for the um, Fresh Prince tune. Oh, yeah, in West Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of about California, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But we get it. Anyway, we're going to we're going to Philadelphia. So, if you're an American listener, we know we have quite a few of those. If you're in New York City, in Philadelphia, or anywhere in the Northeast, or where, for that matter, anywhere, yeah. and you're going to be going to the Premiership game in September, Newcastle against Saracens on the 16th of September. We'll be there. We'll be doing a live show close to the ground, and we'll be going to the game as well. And uh, any, we'd, we'd just urge any UK-based fans of rugby or those clubs who might want to come and join us on a bit of a knees up weekend in the States so can I give you my preliminary itinerary or shall I leave it till it's settled let's get it settled first yeah oh I'm so excited though. Well, well, <laughs> what I do believe is that they did want to continue with New York but the ground wasn't available, available. but it's a good opportunity to go to another city because yeah. I, I yeah. kind of hoped that they were going to maybe move it around and eventually they go to Texas Oh, yes. I re- really would love yes. to do it. Yes, yes, but, yes, but, yes, yes. But I don't believe that is the case. I think New York is the plan. So, well, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, anyway. They've got oh, the, so true. They've got the Imperial League, okay, the Imperial East Coast League, which is the you know like where the amateurs play, 
if you want to have a game is in the, New York. Is the um, other f- conference the Rebel? It, it is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they play off in a, in you know in in like a final somewhere. Um, so this Imperial League is where Bay- our friends from Bayonne play. Now, if they get their way, they might be able to move their game to a Friday, which would be amazing because we could go over there as fans of rugby, watch some local rugby, which is actually what I really love doing. Get get registered and come on, come on the <laughs> come off the bench <laughs> for Bayonne Bombers. They were, they were talking about a second team game. I, I would play that in a yeah. heartbeat. Um, so yeah, if if the Imperial League does move, I'd recommend everyone who's going to watch. Saracens Newcastle just get to a game get to a just, game just support. make your excuses get time off work tell it's if you can get there get there because we're going to have a ball yeah. we're going to have an amazing time simply can't wait yeah so more about that shall we leave it there boys let's it's leave it there let's leave it there the yeah it is it is uh, so thank you for listening leave your five star review on iTunes uh, follow us on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook and planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let the boys play. Let the boys play.